0: It's Wednesday, March 16th, oh hell yeah, 316 day (laughs) here on Wrestling Inc. As we are live Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite, so that's what we'll talk, plus all the top news headlines you can find on Wrestling Inc. I'm Justin Labar, he is Alfred Cunnawa. Thank you for joining us if you're doing it so live, or if you're checking us out after the fact, we appreciate you there as well. Alfred, how you doing on this glorious 316
1: day? i uh, doing great. It's a great day in the world of pro wrestling. On 316 Day, I thought a very his- historical and maybe memorable uh, episode of AEW Dynamite. And it's on the eve of March Madness, which is one of my favorite sports things that happens around there. So I think it's a very festive time of the year right now for sports fans. Yes, yeah,
0: 316 Day. Austin's new beer comes out. St. Patrick's Day Slam for AEW. Oh, we're on the eve of March Madness where we are uh, quickly approaching WrestleMania. Fast times at Wrestling Inc. High, uh, as we all keep ourselves uh, busy. Alfred, of course, on Forbes.com. You can read a lot of great work from him. I'm here nonstop throughout the week here on Wrestling Inc., talking all kinds of great wrestling with all of you. Big thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Uh, Before we get into AEW Dynamite, a really big show of Dynamite, a lot that was uh, heavily promoted going into this one, Uh, let's talk about some news headlines. Uh, Let's start with some AEW headlines, uh, starting with Joey Janela. Alfred Joey Janela uh, says he will not be re-signing with AEW. Now, Janela, if you remember, was one of the original uh, talents uh, unveiled when AEW was first announced at that press re- uh, that press conference or, or pep rally, whatever it was in Jacksonville. Uh, I guess that was what twenty nineteen. Now, January. Yes. So pandemic really screwed up years for me yeah. uh but joey janela you know he's one of the uh, the originals so to speak of aew uh and for the longest time he kind of had always kind of said in interviews that he planned to stick around as long as they would have him but now he's saying no his contract expires on may one and he does not intend to resign with the company so alfred a lot to kind of uh, dissect here Janela saying he does not plan to resign what we don't know is that his public statement after maybe being informed of, Hey, we are not going to resign you yeah. anyways.
1: Yeah. The, the timeline did line up for that explanation in terms of Joey Janella expiring rather than, you know, quitting, because a lot of these contracts we mentioned 2019, a lot of these contracts were three-year deals. And this is the end of a lot of some of these deals. And at the same time, AEW is bringing in a lot of guys. So you've got to, uh, Expect some of these talents to be released from their contract, if nothing else, to uh, even out the amount of talent that's been brought in, including Jeff Hardy and some of these newer guys who are there now. Uh, so I, um, you know, I am not fearful for Joey Janela outside of AEW. He's one of these guys who is your entrepreneurial wrestler a guy who works with game changer wrestling and has a very big presence on the indies really built his name uh on the indies i was very surprised that aw didn't completely take advantage of joy janela because he's somebody who i felt already had a built-in following but if it didn't work out for him in aw he'll be fine on the indies because he thrived there uh,
0: he will thrive on the indies and, and um part of me wonders if from day one if he left some of his heart still in the Indies. Now I know that yeah. he was able to still do other things. You know, It wasn't like AEW was not like a WWE contract where you are locked down. You know, Janela still was able to do some other things, but, uh, you know, from things I'd heard from quotes, I'd heard from him or just, you know, observation that seemed like maybe, you know, as you said, the entrepreneurial spirit that he is that, uh, I don't know if just be, you know, it's great. Obviously it's great getting a, a steady income if you're working for AEW. Um, but maybe that just wasn't his feel. He you know, he want, you know, Maybe Indies is where his mind is at. I, I think in, in any which way, it, what this wasn't really surprising to hear. It's not surprising to say the statement, Joey Janela is leaving AEW, whether it's because they want to leave or Janela wants to leave or both. Because he quickly fizzled out of, I mean, everybody else that was involved in the inception, you know, remain pretty consistently featured um, throughout their time. You know, in AEW, Janela kind of quickly had gaps of time where he was just not being. And I'm talking about Dynamite. I'm gonna talk about all the other, but, but Dynamite. He was just quickly, you know, inconsistently not there. I don't know if it was a look issue, if it was a in shape, if it was trying to find something creatively that that was believable with him, or a combination. But I, I'm not surprised at all to hear this.
1: Yeah, this is the writing was kind of on the wall.
0: Yeah. So Joe Janela, so he will be uh, potentially coming to a town near you. So keep your eye out. Uh, somebody who's not going to be coming to AEW anytime soon, it doesn't appear. Jay Briscoe. Now, the Briscoes have been in the news here for a bit recently. A lot of, uh, you know, talk and, you know, Internet booking of could they be going to AEW? Uh, are they trying to get a match with FTR? You know, this rich deep tag division that aew has developed you know so but a lot of rumor and wonder especially with ring of honor no longer well ring of honor no longer being around and now being purchased by tony khan uh, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen kind of the rumor was that uh you know not going to be signed and that even if aew did want to sign that maybe warner media would be against it uh, unfortunately jay briscoe had uh, made some comments years ago some homophobic uh anti-homophobic uh, comments hom- homophobic slurs is what is what he had used and so that kind of has stuck with him he apologized once before, he's since again is resurfacing, apologizing again, talking about how it was a mistake, talking about how he's grown and matured, uh, thanking those who have been supportive and helped him grow and, and learn and such. Uh, so, you know, Jay Briscoe, it, it seems, you know, everybody, we've all said something we've regretted. It seems like he's, um, you know, obviously t- took ownership for it, but it's something, Alfred, in his past that is just not apparently going to um, leave him alone.
1: Yeah, and you hate to see it in terms of Jay Briscoe now having to deal with this, um, even though he's probably in the last nine years come further than the average person even in terms of his understanding and his ability to empathize with that community because of what really was probably the worst moment of his career and uh, so yeah nobody's going to sign off on what he says but since that time he has come a long way in understanding that uh, it's very uh, upfront of him to go and apologize again like this but I just in terms of ROH now being bought by AEW and to leave the Briscoes out of that because it's something that's popping up now, uh, I think would be somewhat of a travesty in terms of their link to ROH. And now when it's getting the second life, uh, them being on the outside looking in for these reasons uh, doesn't really sit well with me.
0: Well, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the ROH aspect of it. I mean, we don't know. There's still a lot that's in the dark right now. We all know is Tony Khan owns Rig of Honor. He plans on using it. Uh, as ring of honor in some capacity. Uh, But we don't know maybe ring of honor won't be um, on, you know, on on TBS or TNT. So what a Warner media executive might think maybe doesn't matter. Maybe ring of honor is just on some other platform that uh, Tony Khan can shield anybody who has a problem with Jay Briscoe and and use the Briscoe's. I I don't know. Um, You know, Jay Briscoe uh, just turned 38. Um, You know, so I mean, they're they're veterans. They're, They're known to that audience. They're, you know, i don't know what that means i don't know if that's a if, if that's a yes you got to have them involved to, to help usher in the new era of Ring of honor or if it's uh they're in the late 30s um you know past the prime past you know, the their by their sell-by date so we'll we'll have to keep a watch and see but yeah it's uh you know he certainly he, he sounds when you read and listen to him he sounds genuine it does not sound, it doesn't sound like a yeah, I don't think the Briscoes have a PR team. It doesn't sound like some publicist is writing something for him.
1: And see, so that's the thing. that I feel like people look at what the Briscoes embody in these characters, which are very close to the real lives, and they may want to believe a certain thing about them, and, and this just gives them all the ammo to believe that, regardless of his certain scenario and how far he's come.
0: Yeah, Um. so we'll keep an eye on it, but that's that's been a topic that continues to uh, linger around uh, as it relates to the Briscoes. Uh, another news story we'll talk about William Regal uh, he did a sit- down interview on uh, talk as Jericho that's kind of like the that's like the, the routine now you sign with yep. AEW, you get to do your first tell all with Jericho
1: exit interview
0: Ex- exit interview exactly uh, so he got to do a real emotional interview now i'm a, I'm reading the transcripts here I have not got to get to go listen to this but for those who have or are commenting saying it's a muscle and Is uh, chalk full of information and emotion from William Regal and basically he's telling Jericho at one point about some health scares he had first it was uh something that had built up around his heart and they had had to you know do work on him there and then he and then after that that led to something else he goes back in the hospital and and they're gonna have to amputate his leg they're like if we don't amputate your leg you're gonna die in like the next 24 hours and they call his wife and tell him this um you know long story short they end up getting to somebody else who's a doctor who ends up you know giving advice of no no do this this and this of what of what the treatment needed to be because it was kind of like such an anomaly i guess uh or a rarity maybe is the better way to put it and uh and nonetheless end of the story he does not have his leg amputated and way regal was standing alive and well with us today uh, this is a wild story and it's crazy because it just comes out of nowhere because regal who you know, has been very quiet and very out of sight um in his last wwe nxt days since the switchover to NXT, and then, you know, obviously hasn't done interviews in years. So this is just like, what else is is William Regal having in his closet lately?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I cannot wait to hear this interview. I'm like, yeah, I've read a lot of transcripts and read a lot of what was discussed on here. This seems like something that is just going to be mind-boggling in terms of this man's life taking so many twists and turns that we had no idea about until around the time he signed with AEW. So this is going to be quite the story. I can't wait. Yeah, one
0: of my uh, one of the matches I enjoy a very underrated match. Uh, when I was at WrestleMania 17, I, uh, Jericho and, and Regal, I believe, that and that's a good, so nice little cool to cool to cool. I'll be looking forward to hearing these two guys talk because I have fond memories of that match, that experience, and Regal, of course, at the time uh, with the the authority figure and the comedy and the drinking of the tea and just uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, with he and Jericho back in this time back in you know two thousand and one time frame. So
1: I really do um, hope they had this interview over a, a glass of tea. you know
0: I, I hope so.
1: Unpainted tea, of course, but a
0: little bit of English tea. <laughs> that was your news headlines. You can go to WrestlingInc.com, of course, all uh, all day every day. News around the clock. uh, Wonderful staff keeping you up to date with what's going on there. Of course, love the chat room that is going on. Appreciate that. If you want to get one that uh, definitely is going to make it on here to the show, you can do that super chat money button for Moneybags Raj. Uh, Alfred, let's go ahead and get into AEW Dynamite tonight. It's coming to you from San Antonio, Texas. That's going to be real significant when we get to the main event, as it often is with AEW, who books to their geography. Well, we start out with some six-man tag action as Adam Cole and Red Dragon up against Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Hangman Page. Uh, this is interesting. The first portion of the match, Luchasaurus, who's, you know, all six, eight, six, nine of them, he's the one who's on the mat taking all the heat spots from the heels. He's not waiting on the hot tag. Very, that's just completely backwards. Um, you know, just uh, interesting to, to see that. Um, another note uh, in this match is Jungle Boy hits a double Doomsday clothesline, which is pretty impressive to see. But in the end, it's not going to matter there, Jungle Boy, as Adam Cole is going to lower the boom, hit him with the knee, get the pin. One, two, three. So Adam Cole and Red Dragon walk out with their hands raised. Good opener here. A lot of energy. I liked it.
1: Very good opener. I really like that. AEW's really mastered the art of the six-man wrestling, whether that's a six-man tag or if it's a trios match. Like they've just done a good job of just uh, converting and moving people in and out. And I thought this were there were some really good, uh, very creative spots in this match. Um very much enjoyed it. And the fact that Adam Cole won, I think, is kind of hinting toward the fact that he's going to get that rematch against Hangman and a page and might win it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that's very I think you're right. I think uh you just can't again the crowd is your is your ultimate barometer, and you just cannot deny no matter what city, no matter if it's first match, middle of the night, main event, promo, match, whatever, Adam Cole's music hits and the people go nuts, and it's not just a music pop, they are still. Riding and with him throughout the entire match, so I, I agree. I think um, maybe that wasn't the plan. Maybe when Hangman Page won, there was a, a grander plan for him to have it for a longer time. But I think again, you got to go with what the audience is feeling, and uh, I, I agree. I think that's something to, to watch closely here as you know we we, we wait until their next pay per view in May. Up next, we get uh, Brian Danielson and John Moxley, William Regal out with Danielson. He's going to go do some com- do some color commentary. Danielson and Moxley up against Chuck Taylor and Wheeler Yuta of The Best Friends. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Trent and Danhausen are all out there to be best friends and support in the corner. Uh, but at the end of the day, this is a pretty pretty straightforward, uh, predictable uh, conclusion here. As Moxley and Danielson are going to get the win. The real note, for comes after the match. William Regal makes his way down into the ring. And just as best friends are limping their way out of here, Wheeler Yuta decides, nah, I'm not done. He gets in the ring and basically gets into William Regal's face, and Regal slaps Yuta. Uh, But it it was a slap that kind of – you have to kind of see this and feel it and interpret it. But, Alfred, I interpreted this as Wheeler Yuta kind of submitting his application, if you will.
1: Me too, but it was very confusing how they pulled this off. And I think by the end, the crowd was confused because they did a good job making Wheeler Yuta look like a star in this match. It showcased him did a good job. And then when it came to this segment, they played it like he was betraying the best friends. Like they were going one way and he's like, guys, I'll see you later. Like he was walking out on him and the people were really into the idea that he's going to go and join Regal, Danielson and Moxley. The slap, I thought, was like an initiation. Like, you get slapped just like, you know, Moxley and Danielson did. You join the group. But they slapped him, and then they sent him on his way. Like, so it was very neutral. And by the end, I thought they went from potentially making this guy into something to just completely taking that away. So I thought it was very bizarre how they did this, and I didn't know what to think.
0: And it should be noted, too, that – so, yeah, I I think you're right, you know – I think the live crowd was probably really confused. Maybe if you're there, because they also did not hear what was happening on commentary. And William Regal talked about on commentary, you know, he talked about you know putting over Moxley, putting over Danison, and I don't. I think maybe Excalibur or, or somebody asked Regal, like, is there room for more? Like, could could these guys like align with with a young person and help teach? And William Regal at points was pointing out, look at how Brian kicks him here, look at how he does this, and you know, just pointing out all these teachable moments. Uh, so that I mean I think helps bridge then what happens after the match. But yeah, if you're live if you're there live, especially this this might have been um, a head scratcher. So uh, we, I, I'll tell you what Wheeler Yuta was not the name top of mind when thinking about who's the first uh, no pun intended young buck that they pluck from the AEW roster to uh, to initiate and, and, and train and teach. So right. I don't know.
1: And um, Regal, I thought was great on commentary. Uh, to that point, I thought you know you're, you're not going to really have to worry about him running long. I know last week was just a unique scenario, but he did a great job speaking in sound bites, getting over the wrestling, just talking up the future of Danielson Moxley and himself. I thought he was really good at playing this character.
0: Yes, uh, William Regal. I, I agree. I mean, he again, he's always been great on the mic, it's, and it's kind of nice to hear him and see and feel him in a in a very free kind of uh, environment. Like so, so that was uh, that was definitely a, a good, uh, well done uh, choice there by having William Regal on commentary. A well done choice is using Manscaped. That's right, gentlemen. Manscaped today excited to announce that they have launched their Ultra Premium Collection. I got some of the products right here. Don't worry, I have other versions up in the shower. I'm not bringing my entire bathroom here in the studio. They got the entire new ultra premium collection. Uh, And believe it or not, they are not just for below the waist. They are not just for the private parts. You need elevated, better hygiene above the waist. That's right. In addition to all the wonderful things they can do for your balls, this all-in-one new skin and hair kit for the everyday man covers you from head to toe. Literally Manscaped is uh, trusted below the waist. Now trust them above join the 4 million men worldwide. Two of them right here who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com. And when you use the code, W I N C 20, you will end up saving 20%. Plus you're going to get free shipping. I mean, that is a hell of a deal. Why would you not? So again, want to talk about it. You know, about the lawnmower 4.0 and all of those wonderful, uh, tools that with the advanced skin safe technology that we've reduced reduces cuts that we've talked about, but now all new products, they got deodorant. No, not just for balls, but for those stinky armpits. You got that right here. It's got that wonderful manscape scent uh deodorant dries clear uh aluminum free smells like the signature scent hydrating body moisturizer if you have tattoos or dry skin like i do this is great for that designed to keep the skin feeling clean smooth and smelling fresh they got the body wash to lather you up two-in-one shampoo and conditioner to clean your scalp with one easy step and plus a free gift a three-pack set of the lip balm that's made with ingredients such as vitamin e peppermint and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers moist People are always very controversial with the term moist. If you listen to audio only, moist.
1: You said it very suggestively. It's like yeah. ASMR with Justin Labar.
0: There's a career for me. I'm telling you. If if this wrestling podcast thing doesn't work out, a little OnlyFans with Labar ASMR. Let's go. <laughs> uh so again all these wonderful products uh for b- b- the shower time before and after the shower time uh, getting dressed is optional but wear one great scent all day long get the ultra premium collection that is hot off the shelves once again save 20% plus free shipping at manscape.com when you use the code WINC20 Brand new products really excited and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast yeah i mean look if you if if you if you use the manscape right, you do all the right things. You listen to Alfred. You have the waiting room in place, and then you deliver. You could be like Veer. <laughs> Again, if you're on the audio only, you missed all that joke. You missed all the joke.
1: Veer just put over manscape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a. Um... That was a, a big joke and, and use uh, Monday with Raj. Uh,
1: man. I, I, I did hear about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, thought we carried it over. <clears throat> yeah.
1: That's amazing.
0: Shout out to Bernie in DC. All right. Back to the program. Uh, all right. Back to Dynamite. Uh, so up next, we see backstage. <laughs> oh, on, We got us. Got to get the comments. Got to get the comments. Yeah. Um, we're going to go backstage right after we acknowledge Michael Martinez, Don and I. Michael, thank you. Um, I don't know if you just were being nice and charitable, giving money, or if you wanted to say something. Uh, if you want to say something, try to... Well, maybe this is it right here. When can we see action from Danhausen? He is awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what his... I'm wondering what his health is. I know that he had got injured in 2021, so I don't know what the status of that is. Obviously, lucky for him, his character is such that, you know, you, you can get a a lot out of him without having to take even you know a bump so uh, i'm not sure when we'll see him I, I would suspect that they will you know we're probably gonna see dan Housen few and far between in the ring uh pick the spots but um yeah we'll see
1: yeah injury or no injury they really should space that out and i was actually pretty surprised that dan Housen was able to walk when he debuted because i don't believe it was too far after he suffered a pretty serious uh leg injury but uh, i don't think he's 100 now but he doesn't have to be i I think he's gonna be a star outside of the ring.
0: I agree. And if you want to see more of Dan Housen, actually, um my old friend RJ City, uh, he and Dan House he RJ City launched a YouTube series called Hey EW and his first Hey you Hey you and his first guest was Dan Danhausen. So there's six minutes. If you know RJ, if you don't know RJ, you, you're missing out, he's uh, he, he actually is a professional wrestler, but he, he'd prefer not to. He'd prefer just to entertain. Uh, he's one of the first guys I managed ever. He's a fantastic entertainer. He is Mr. Entertainment by all accounts. Um, really inter- a guy that deserves a national television platform. So I'm happy that maybe he's inching closer to that um, here in the U.S. Uh, doing, this, doing this series on a EW YouTube channel. So go check it out if you have it. Very entertaining stuff. It's entertaining six minutes with RJ and Dan Houten <laughs> back and forth. All right, well, we get a backstage with FTR and Young Bucks. This is interesting back and forth. Um, first, FTR, of course, being asked about firing Tully Blanchard as a manager. Then the Young Bucks come in quickly, and the Young Bucks uh, say, you can go find the best there is manager ever, but you're always going to be second best tag team here in AEW. Uh, more hint, hint to the hitman, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, that That was my gut feeling when I saw them abruptly fire Tully Blanchard and I could see FTR going babyface and having Bret Hart in their corner. It would work, and you know, it's something that they would personally love.
0: Yeah, and you know, the 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 backlighting behind them was pink. I caught that a little bit. I don't know, maybe maybe an Easter egg, or maybe I'm reading too much into it. Yeah. But uh, you know, after you talked about it last week, I, I just it really, you know, it's it's got legs, and I think I think you I think you're spot on. I think you saw it before I did. I think that's that's where we're probably going. And as I mentioned last week, of the Owen Hart. Uh, memorials is, is quickly approaching this just feels like it's uh, and, and then
1: Brett can do a talk as Jericho and we can find out what the hell his yeah. contract status was with WWE <laughs> oh, you know Brett, Brett will definitely do a talk as Jericho it'll be very entertaining you can go oh, yeah. back on that
0: hey Brett what do you think about Vince Reno hey Brett what do you think about Triple H <laughs> <You know. laughs> Brett will have opinions yeah. as Brett does All right, up next, we get the brand-new, newly-minted Jericho Appreciation Society. All of them, all five of them strong in the ring. This starts out with the uh, members of, at this moment, we'll refer to them as 2.0. Just kind of a little promo saying why Jericho is better uh, than they are, why Jericho is so great. So giving some appreciation to Jericho. Uh, Jericho then says people in the roster, uh, other than the men standing beside him, just don't appreciate him. He talks about how uh, he's he, you know he's carried people and companies on the back. He created AEW. There wouldn't be an AEW if it wasn't for him. But Jericho then goes on to say, but you know what? You know why all this is true and how I do all this? It's because I'm not a pro wrestler. I'm a sports entertainer. <laughs> huge heat, huge reaction from the crowd here uh, of that phrasing of he's a sports entertainer, not a pro wrestler, pro wrestler. Then Daniel Garcia gets in his face, but then he says, you know what? I am too uh Jericho proceeds to put over his uh, relationship and love for Daniel Garcia then he puts over that these guys are going to no longer be called 2.0 that's bad creative uh he says he says we're not into you know we we're, we're, we're here in the Jericho Appreciation Society we use real names and he and they were uh, Jeff Parker and Matt Matt
1: Lee Jeff Parker and Matt Lee
0: so you can't have another Matt and Jeff tag team it's so over now we're going to call them by their real names <laughs> There's only only room for you know one, uh. So now we're gonna go by the re- what are the real names? I didn't even catch the real names.
1: I they're very long, and I think the point of it was to just obstruct it. I can look this up. I think one of them is Angelo Parker. That sounds about. Right. Uh, but
0: and I think okay. the other was like Matt. Or no, no, the other one's um, he was Matt. Uh, right Matty.
1: I mean, his real name is uh, Maddie something. Well, we'll, we'll – Get the names, but we'll get them in a second.
0: Nonetheless, they're no longer 2.0, they're gonna go by their real names. And then Jericho puts over, uh, and Jericho also does say, um, he, he, he references that the, the way he came across these two gentlemen, formerly of 2.0, is that when they got fired from their previous place, NXT and WWE, uh, that uh, KO Kevin Owens of his former best friend, Kevin, uh, said, you know, these guys are good, you need to give them a shot. And Jericho invited him into their house, or so, so he says, and uh, and now here we are. So um, puts over these guys and then puts over uh Jake Hager and talks about how they've been uh, ride or die together since 2010, have had each other's back since the WWE days. Uh, real quick, Alfred, before we get <laughs> your reactions, so hold your reaction real quick <laughs> to all this. Let's get a few super chats. Uh, Hojo to go, Belinsky, five dollar. Alf Applebee's Alfred, what's the amount it will take to get? Devontae on the field good signing so far a little Packers talk here
1: yeah yeah they're doing fine they'll get him back out there he's gonna get the 20 million dollar franchise tag which you know I think he is even underpaid getting that but the Packers are going all in you know it's gonna 2024 is gonna be tough for us but for now I'm just gonna enjoy it and we're gonna beat the Bills in the Super Bowl it's fully what I expect Packers over Bills we're running it back
0: Packers over Bills all right he's calling it on March 16th yes uh Corey, can Jericho truly turn heel if he keeps Judas? alfred I'll let you answer that with your reaction to this this promo.
1: Yeah, I was surprised to see him still have Judas. I don't expect it to last much longer, but if it does, it might be something Jericho does ironically as the entertainer. I really do like this group. They are just taking the exact same blueprint from the inner circle where they've got the goon and Jake Hager in his recurring role, but then they've got a new tag team. Instead of proud and powerful, they're going with 2.0, or the artist formerly known as 2.0. And then instead of Samuel Guevara, you got Daniel Garcia, who's going to be the pupil to Chris Jericho. And I think the sports entertainment version of Daniel Garcia is going to be his best version yet because he is your quintessential professional wrestler where, yeah, he looks good rolling around in the ring. He's got all those technical holds down, but what's entertaining about him? And when they tap into that, he's, I think, going to level up.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, look, Daniel Garcia and the two-pointer, they didn't mean too much to me at first, but uh, I'll be honest. You know, when they formed the inner circle, I knew who Sammy Guevara was. Wasn't sure how he was going to do, especially in a heel group, with his look and his size and the way he wrestled. Wasn't sure if Santana, or, you know, wasn't sure what Santana and Ortiz were going to do. But look, the inner circle turned into something that was um, wildly successful. So I think Jericho just has that Midas touch. He has a good eye for talent. He makes you believe. So, um, yeah, I think, i think this is definitely worth a shot um absolutely for for the sake of these guys and and we'll see jericho's got a good track record uh john l says daddy magic matt Minard and cool hand angelo parker
1: i think this is just jericho's heel tactic kind of subtle heel tactic to make all these names that don't roll off the tongue that now you have to say when you're talking about him and it's kind of him like needling the audience same with the jericho appreciation society like you know they could have come up with something a lot catchier, but he just wants as many syllables as possible
0: i'm all for that i think hey again the guy knows what he knows how to manipulate mm-hmm. an audience so not going to question it <laughs> so there we go so the jericho appreciation society so um yeah but there it is we'll we'll see how this this develops all right we got our title match first uh, of, of a few here Wardlow challenging the TNT champion Scorpio Sky. Sky does have, uh, at first, he's got Paige Van Zant and her husband out there in his corner. Uh, this looks to be like maybe it's going to be more Patton and Wardlow. He starts hitting that powerbomb symphony. Then Dan Lambert is out there. He jumps up for a distraction. Uh, as he's got a distraction, um, You know that, that, that breaks things up. And then eventually Wardlow and the company, they get outside. Wardlow steps up to Van Zant's husband um then we got sean spears he starts coming down the ramp he's distracting wardlow while mjf comes in and cuts down wardlow's legs so ref doesn't see any of this uh sky ultimately is going to roll wardlow up so scorpio sky to our surprise you and i both thought this was going to be wardlow's tonight uh sky does uh retain and his first title defense of this uh, of of the cnt champion so he's going to be championship he's going to be champion for at least more than a week um so sky gets the win and then afterwards, uh, Wardlow he gets MJF in place. He's ready to attack MJF until finally um, Sean Spears uh, jumps into things, and then eventually it's all all out outnumbered. Um, and we see MJF paying Dan Lambert. So it was a, a money it was a money plot the entire time to ensure. Uh, Wardlow could not get his hands and, and tear down MJF and Sean Spears. Uh, again, surprise,
1: but I mean, it's
0: it stayed consistent with the stories. So,
1: Yeah, absolutely did. And, you know, even the chat was kind of uh, talking about the potential of MJF screwing Wardlow, which is something that I could see happen. I just thought that this was going to be the spot that they crowned Wardlow, but I'm very happy for Scorpio Sky. I'm happy for the stable, and I hope that they run with this, you know. Even if the plan is to put the title on Wardlow down the line, they have something with Dan Lamb Talking, they didn't have Ethan Page there tonight, but he's very talented. I think Page Van Zant's going to have a lot of energy coming around her. So they've got something with the stable led by Scorpio Sky as a heel champion. Uh, they're kind of lacking in that. They've got a babyface world champion in Adam Page tonight. Thunder Rosa became another babyface champion, as we'll get to. And with uh, Scorpio Sky, I think they can really fill that void of just having this heel with this really hot stable that's able to cheat his way to victory. So I, I had no problem about uh, with this. I will say the crowd it just seemed like they were there to a see thunder rosa win that title because that's a hometown woman but like one a was see Warlo win that title because this had vibes of goldberg versus raven or those people were just all in and i think they were convinced Warlo was winning this match and uh you know i guess that added to the heat of scorpio sky but they they really wanted to see Wardle win this one
0: no it's a good good reference to goldberg raven um it was a u.s title right was yeah. The match. yeah i mean good reference i mean yeah the people i mean they were when he's power bombing and it looks like it's going to be it the people were there, and then yeah, I mean, then within post match when he does get his hands on MJF, and just before that gets thwarted, and it looks like he's gonna power powerbomb MJF, I mean, the people were on their feet. It was it was it was you know, you know tied for yeah you know, what tied for the sound uh, and reaction that ended the show, um, and then they, they pulled it away from him. So they're just they're just slow slow burning this. I mean, they are really gonna make us wait to see Wardlow truly get his hands on MJF, uh, and yeah, I think a title a title stay you know. A title staying with Dan Lambert's group for a little bit certainly gives them uh, the credibility they need in the pro wrestling uh, realm. Um, so, yeah, a lot accomplished here. Uh, but I will say too, it, it, I, I did think it as Warlo was coming to the ring when they just when they, yeah, you, know, you have two title matches, and, and that's advertised on the show real big. And it's like this one's put right there at the turn of the hour. I, I mean, I did think to myself, okay, it's being put here. If Warlo was going to win this, and he's so hot, wouldn't this be what you put at the end of the night? Right. And then it's like, but then you have the hometown girl and Thunder Rosa, so you don't you have to end with that? So it was a very conflicting situation of you know, what what do you do here? Is this really the night to have, you know, to to do two title changes? You know, do you need to do that on, on the same episode?
1: Right. They can still save that one and um and really save the hometown pop for you know one person.
0: So if the end of the night pop, which we'll get to is, is one, and then number two is Wardlow almost uh, winning a title and power and MJF. the number three, a close number three, has to be the reaction for the Hardy Boys, Hardy Boys, uh, or Hardy Brothers. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the 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 fine print is of copyright, but the the Hardys nonetheless. Matt and Jeff, Mm -hmm. their first AEW in ring tag action, as they're going to go up against Private Party Uh, again. uh, Same gear you know them for, same music, same kind of entrance, same offense and repertoire, and the same finish as you would imagine for their debut, as they are going to end up hitting the swanton. Uh, Hardys get the win here. Uh, big crowd reaction after the match. Uh, Andrade and the AFO come out, start to outnumber, but then Sting and Darby, they come out to join the Hardys to even up the odds. Um, uh, the, the Hardys, I mean, this, this is again, I can't, we can't say it enough. We said it last week. This is a huge, huge asset for AEW to have in their tag division.
1: Absolutely. And they have the luxury of being able to do a nostalgic version of it with very little changed from their prime years down to their theme music. And they got those, you know, 2008, pick an era where the Hardys either returned or were hot in WWE. That's the type of reaction they got when they're at their peak. And I think that AEW really should be looking into. Putting the titles on the Hardys, at least even if it is for like a brief transitional run or whatnot. I think Jurassic Express has been very good, but I don't know how long this Hardy kind of nostalgia tour is going to last. And I think they should go all in with it because they do feel like one of the hottest acts in this entire company.
0: Yeah, do the um, just like WWE did kind of, but certainly they didn't do it to the fullest because it's just WWE's way of things. Yeah, do that Hardy reunion tour. Let them hit all these towns. You know, uh, I don't know how long they're going to tag for. Four. I don't know how long their their active deals are, are meant to be in AEW. So yeah, do it while it's hot. Not to say that people are going to get bored of them or this is going to wear off. But uh, I mean, I agree. I, I don't know. The Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are fine, but I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think that they're going to put asses in the seats the way the Hardys would. As you're again, as you're going to these towns, uh, and then when you have the Hardys as champions. Just all the different potential scenarios of first time, maybe last time situations. Of I mean, they they've worked the young bucks, but never worked the young bucks on national television. They worked the bucks and some Ring of Honor stuff and some independent, but this would be the biggest stage. So the Hardys and the Bucks, the Hardys and the Bucks, and then you know you put in Max, you put in the acclaim. You know, you have FTR there.
1: Um, top flight. That's gonna be
0: something. Top, you know, yeah. I mean, there's just there's just so many different combinations of things you can do for straight up classic tag matches or triple threat tags or quadruples or oh my god dare we you know they might have to call it something different but a tlc type match i mean just do it (laughs) while you have it while they're while everybody's
1: healthy do it all so that'd be amazing i mean who do you see now you have to think about the top three tag teams you put in the tlc which is its own discussion that's i like that i like that idea of a tlc type match in AEW.
0: yeah i i mean i don't know you're you're you know you're smarter than i am with this stuff we'd have to um Look up and see what WWE has. I'm sure because it's the name of a pay per view that they have TLC, in, in in the sports entertainment pro wrestling world, copyrighted. But you could still just have a match that just has tables, ladders, and chairs, and just give it its own name. Yeah. Just call call it the AEW, you know, Master Disaster. I don't know. You can just yeah, call so it like yeah, in Spanish. You know,
1: just how they have like the Skeletor del Muerto, or yeah. you know,
0: just, you something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't even mention the <laughs> Penta and and, and Finna. Oh, well, I guess hurt, yeah. but. You know, like, yeah, you could just have tables, ladders, and chairs out there and call it something else, and everybody's going to immediately know what you're trying to do. And, Absolutely. you know, the, the, the endorsement from the Hardys is there. So, ladders,
1: tables, and chairs. Get a ladders. Table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> rearrange it. Yeah. That can work. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. I, I'd, I'd love to hear people, uh, you know, shout it out on the, to the chat or, or tweet to, uh, at, this is nasty. At Justin Lebar. I love to hear like there's so many there. Literally, I'm here on the fly live without the notes in front of me. There are so many tag teams in AEW. I, I the combinations of what you could do for multi-tag man matches um, with high spots and everything is, is there's probably a that we're, we haven't even discussed. So throw them out yeah. there. Okay. Main event, main event time. So this is what the show is really built around the other uh, title match, which is the AEW women's championship and a brand new title belt on display. For the victor, uh, first we get the uh, mariachi band that's out on the stage. Uh, of course, we're in San Antonio, which is the adopted hometown of Thunder Rosa, the challenger, born in I think Tijuana, Mexico, uh, but uh, you know since uh, uh, living in San Antonio, so she's got a huge hometown entrance and huge hometown pop. And then the champion, Dr. Britt Baker, she comes out. Of course, this is cage match, and it is a traditional cage match in the sense of it is a pinfall or submission. There is no escaping the cage to win, so it's going to finish out uh with the referee and with a decision uh, thunder rosa she's got a little 316 on the back of her of her pants or of her tights if you notice and, and Britt baker is decked out uh red and black jacket and black and white uh ring gear uh, very much inspired by scott hall's uh, nwo days. so pretty cool um, uh, pretty cool nod of respect from uh, each uh, for both the recently passed scott hall and just the iconic steve Austin and the day that it is all right, so this starts me with Brit just trying to climb the cage and scale the clay- cage. As the commentators are pointing out, after what, what it, you can't win that way, and there's no getting out." Um, so this is kind of funny to show that. Of course, she does not have her uh, her her sidekicks by her uh, by her side or even at ringside, so she is all yeah. by her lonesome. So this is Brit Brit going to get her come up and You would think uh, she's bleeding early, blood coming early from the doctor. Eventually, Thunder Rosa would also join her uh, in the color department. Uh, a lot of stuff going on here, but let's just kind of jump to. Uh, the the go home. We get a really nice super kick <laughs> from Prit that nails referee Paul Turner. <laughs> Took it like a champ. So he's knocked out. In that time, we get a uh, uh, we get a big uh, package driver from the ropes on a pile of chairs. Um. Well, ref gets knocked out. Thunder Rosa she tries to have a pin. Crowd's counting the ten. There's nobody there. Uh, then eventually, a big package driver from the ropes onto uh, a pile of chairs. Re- uh, Brit is screaming for a new ref. Finally, Aubrey comes out there. But enough time has elapsed from that move and from Aubrey getting out there that Thunder Rosa is able to kick out. She is still alive. Then we see Brit setting up a two tier of the chairs, uh, ready to be uh, sat on. She's setting it up near the corner, and then Brit and Thunder Rosa scale up from the top rope up to the cage. Thunder Rosa slams Britt's head off the cage. Britt goes flying, and the chairs do not collapse and break. Britt's spine and back bounces off the top chair, and then she just flip a doos off of that mountain of chairs. Looks painful as all hell. Still not over until at, under the ring, I believe Britt grabs it, we get a, a little uh, sack of thumbtacks in which Jim Ross with the line of the night goes, someone tell me why we need thumbtacks under the ring. <laughs> Which is hilarious because you think about like Jim Ross having called, like, Foley, Taker, Hell in a Cell, yeah. and all the different thumbtacks, and he's just like, uh, 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 he sound like an old man who's been questioning this for 40 years and finally he's yeah. going to let it out. Why the
1: hell are the thumbtacks under the ring? He said it took hundreds of thousands of thumbtacks, I'd imagine, but he, we finally had one thumbtack too many for Jim Ross, and he snapped.
0: <laughs> Where in the wrestling ring blueprints are thumbtacks... Needed for the construction and the erection of the ring. <laughs> um, line of the night there. You got to hear. Um, Britt drops thunder on them. Um, she goes for the lock jaw. She's even trying to like bang Thunder Rosa's hand into the tax and Thunder Rosa's banging her hand into the tax as they're in the cross face lock jaw position. So that doesn't end the match yet. Uh, finally, Thunder Rosa ends up hitting a power bomb on Britt on the tax, which looked painful because the way she let Britt down. That sets up for the finish, which is a Thunder Driver on the tax. Uh, head first, Britt goes on the tax. One, two, three, your new champion, San Antonio goes banana. Alfred, was this better or I don't want to say worse, but was this did this exceed a year ago the lights out match?
1: That's a very interesting question, and that's obviously going to be the comparison. From an emotion standpoint, pure emotion, yes, in terms of the spectacle. In terms of the match, I thought last year's match was better. But, I mean, it's a high bar. It's one of AEW's most famous matches. But this match, I think, did it just – I think it's like the same difference between Undertaker Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 and then the following year, where 26 I thought was a great match, but it didn't quite live up to – what a lot of people think is the greatest match in WWE history. So uh, I feel like the original was better, but just from a motion standpoint, making a star the same way they did for Britt Baker, even though she lost last year, they made Britt Baker with that match. And this year from that Mariachi entrance to Thunder Rosa, just coming off the star in this emotional win, I felt like they really made Thunder Rosa tonight. So it's going to be a very uh, historical moment in AEW, I think.
0: Yeah. And that's where I'm kind of struggling is that, um, you know it is what was the outcome of last last year versus this year i feel like last year you know it certainly brought thunder rosa to the AEW game um you know while and i don't even know if she was still yet i don't even know if she was signed full time yet or, or if she was still on loan from nwa uh so it was good to bring her to the game but in a, in a weird way i thought that it was like just a further establishment of Brit. you know again somebody who had been there from the very beginning this one i do think accomplished I do think that there was more at stake in this one. You know, it it, it was like, you know, Britt's been the champion now for however long and has this great run. Uh, So there was more drama and guessing at the end of it of like, what's going to happen? And, you know, being in Thunder Rose's backyard. So uh, I I think when we look back, um, I think, I don't know. I think the one last year might've been more violent in all truthfulness. I think last year's might've been more violent, but I think when we look at history, this one's going to matter more. So yeah.
1: Yeah, and the, I mean that pop at the end was just enormous, and it was really you really felt this match.
0: Yeah, and uh, TV fan, yeah, Dustin. They were they were really short on time. Yeah. Um, they were having a, it was ten fifty nine, and one of the one of the ladies wasn't even in the ring. One was outside, and like I could you could see Ref. Aubrey's scrambling to give him time cues, like we got to get this in. Um, but yeah, Dustin does come out, gives a hug to Thunder Rosa. So that was kind of a a little little you know nice moment, and Thunder Rosa, of course, going out. Uh, as champion towards the end here so big uh big moment for her and i i'm surprised i didn't think i I knew they're in san antonio but i didn't think brit was gonna lose i just didn't so i'm surprised by this
1: oh really wow yeah i mean i just thought and especially seeing that entrance it's like there's no way they're beating thunder rosa now it's just it really felt like a coronation
0: i was just waiting for like somebody to come out from under the ring you know because they just kept making the point of brit can't get out you can't get out of this cage you know so then i saw the ref bump and i'm like all right now that's now the door's gonna have to be open like i was just waiting for shenanigans so uh yeah. they got me
1: they got yeah, me Me too i'm surprised that brit didn't have any uh outside interference
0: uh brian barry do you think von miller will last his six year 165 million contract with the bills and who would you like justin for your team to pick in free agency um uh, i'll let you with the von mille of a six year time scene that's, that's nuts yeah, yeah. that's
1: a, a i'm very surprised by that contract i was thinking there might be a way the packers could get him for a year maybe rent him but i mean the bills are gonna be scary that defense is gonna be very scary it was very good last year um i don't know if he lasts that whole contract but really if he lasts the next year or two and gets them over the hump like he did with the rams it will be worth it.
0: how about, uh, yeah I, a free agency i don't know I, i'm still trying to wrap my mind around Carson Wentz and what I'm going to get out of this. I, it was was funny though. J.D. McKissick, who was a technically our number two running back, but he's a good hard running running back. He's a really good pass blocker. He's really yes. good if he's back there picking up the blocks and giving that quarterback an extra second to throw. J.D. McKissick. It was set that he was going to sign a deal with the Buffalo Bills, who you know is a potential Super Bowl contender, and then he changed his mind and decided to stay with Washington for the same exact amount of money. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, miracle. What? He did it. Wow.
1: Home phil so advantage, I guess. he
0: just That's died. my win that I have uh, <laughs> as a, as a, as a commander's fan. Um Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Carson Wentz shot a new video. He arrived at the facility. I don't, hopefully he didn't hurt himself doing the video. <laughs> uh, uh, so they learned me this Austin Heinball. Uh, Justin, this is totally random. Are you from Calvert County? I'm from the Pittsburgh area and moved to, to, to Southern Maryland. And I heard you talking about Chesapeake beach. If so, did you go to Northern? I work at PAX. Uh, Small world. I I did grow up in Calvert County. I s- now live in Pittsburgh. I started my high school career at Patuxent High School, nine and tenth, and then I moved to Chesapeake Beach and finished out at Northern for junior senior year. So, wow. C- cross uh, there we go. That's, that's quite the quite the parallels. Uh, you've
1: never crossed paths with Austin Heinberg. I don't,
0: I don't also I don't believe we've ever met. He says I'm a huge fan. Uh, I don't believe we've ever met, but thank you. So nice. kind of interesting. Um going to the chat room here what else we have uh james jones that's not the same company i fell in love with i guess he's talking about AEW. interesting oh.
1: um, heartbroken.
0: heartbroken joey jenna is leaving <laughs> uh mnet on justin alfred what are your thoughts on wheeler Yuta joining regal stable with mox and danielson who else would be a good fit for that group yeah like i said i we we that was not a the first top of my name wheeler Yuta. um but I I don't have a problem with it. I mean, he's a young guy. I guess we, they, who. let me put it this way. Whoever they have, if if him and whoever else, I'm interested automatically because it's not, it's, we know creatively it's only happening because Mox, Danielson, and then probably also Regal are signing off on, and they see something. uh, This is not a case of a a writer's room saying, well, we need to push this guy because this guy's starring in a movie or he's doing a reality show. So we're putting him with you guys. Like it it literally will be kind of handpicked behind the scenes by, Mox and Danielson. So I immediately am, uh, have attention at whoever, Yuta and anybody else.
1: Yeah. And they did tease, they teased originally it'd be Yuta, Lee Moriarty, and then Daniel Garcia. I, I'm fine with what Daniel Garcia is already doing with Jericho. So I don't expect him to leave them, but I'd like to see Lee Moriarty maybe incorporated. I don't know what they're doing. I felt like they had a chance to really make Yuta by at the very least teasing really strongly that he was going to join Mox and Brian Danielson. But uh, I think that's what people thought was going to happen, but I, I don't know if that's all the way what happened. Send Hook. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hook defects from his father. <laughs> <laughs> Can
1: you imagine? The drama. No, Hook doesn't need a stable. He'll be, he doesn't even need Team Taz. I mean, they barely put them together.
0: Yeah, Team Taz. I, I, you know, that might be an answer, too, if, you know, the question there, who else besides you? I, again, I just can't get past team, the Team Taz thing, the FTW title. It has done nothing to help. You know, Brian Cage has been MIA. Ricky Starks has charisma all, all there, but it just doesn't, you know, this whole Team Taz thing. Hobbs is, again, just so much there. I am I, a CSA. Let's let's defect Team Taz and f- let let Regal and the crew cherry pick from Team Taz. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. They got to blow this whole thing up. It's like their own division. All the brothers go over there. It's Keith Lee's there, and then Swerve Strickland goes down there, and now it looks like we're getting that kind of matchup for the Team Taz T- uh, FTW title, but – They really should just blow it up. I like Starks and Hobbs together. I think they maybe could become a tag team, and they'd be a lot of fun in that division, as loaded as it already is.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ricky, Justin and Alfred, you think Cross go to New Japan? Uh, Wasn't that announced? Isn't that out there? If he's talking about Killer Cross, isn't he doing some New Japan stuff? Oh, I didn't know. I I haven't seen
1: that yet. It might have been announced, but um, he would be a great fit in New Japan. I think he could be a big star out there.
0: Uh, Ricky, hang tight. Um, yeah, it looks like he. I, I thought I, I I heard this earlier today. Yeah, he looks like he's going to make his new Japan Pro Wrestling strong debut at in Dallas on April one.
1: Yeah, April first. Very nice. All right,
0: so that's that's yeah. I mean, that's good. Yeah, WrestleMania weekend, so that'll be a good turnout for that. Yeah, it fits. Um, what else we got here? What else we got? <laughs> it's alfred the <III>, third man <laughs> uh what is this uh oh, oh, peter Ba he was asking for more details about the csr reunion hey, it's a week from tomorrow um march 24th yeah, it'll be live first time ever we've again uh all the years we do all the shows always did them in studio then they got you know edited and what have you so this will be the first time we do it live <laughs> unrehearsed whatever Uh, but, but the important thing is obviously the comment aspect, we'll be able to like engage with all of you guys live and everybody around, you know, us and all around the world can take part of it. So we're really looking forward to it. It'll be live right here on across the wrestling channels, YouTube, Twitch, whatever you like. And then the audio only will be archived after the facts but next thursday night we haven't settled on the time i think it's probably gonna be being eight o'clock seven probably eight o'clock eastern's where it's gonna settle in the evening but uh yeah we're looking forward to it i think uh we can run the the the, the gimmick real quick uh in yeah. case, case you haven't seen it we'll we'll do that real quick and then we'll come back for Alfred nice final thoughts and your final comments Chair shot reality. Chair shot reality. For one night. Comes back. Be live. Oh my god. It's <laughs> going to be so bad that it's good. So there you have it. So we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a good time. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. It's going to be good, good time. To- we figured we stopped in December 2018 and look at what so much has changed. The landscape of pro wrestling has changed with Tony Khan coming on and doing what he's doing. We're uh, you know we'll be 9 days at that point out from WrestleMania. So felt like the right if there's going to be a one-night return this felt like the right time to to do that one night. So it'll be a good time and then on social media we're trying to relive some great moments. We posted a clip of A promo we did with doc yellows reverting back to his festus days and got some other fun stuff with all the great guests we've had in the studio so a lot of good stuff there appreciate all the love the chair shot reality uh al for final thoughts with uh with aew tonight dynamite uh and all the different stories that we saw and again title change
1: very good show felt like a very special show it had that kind of air of one of those shows that's going to stand out from most of the others from the main event even the new direction of jericho's appreciation society this was at opening promo that he really had to nail to explain why they're together and what we should see in these guys, and he did a great job at that. And I thought the Wardlow Scorpio was a very kind of game-changing angle in terms of where that feud's going, because now we're really going toward Wardlow versus MJF for the first time as a real potential match. So I thought this was a good show.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. It was an entertaining show. Uh, Kind of the three things coming out of it, I'm watching the the closest and storyline-wise, and this is not necessarily in the order, but like we talked about, I, the Adam Cole, how do they keep playing this? And then the Chase, you know, he said next time he gets to Hangman Page, he's going to be champion. So I'm really watching that. Uh, they have all the other static going on around them with the he's conflicted with the Bucks and with Red Dragon. But even even so, uh, I feel like Adam Cole, the days are 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 numbered for Hangman Page. I'm watching that. Like you, I'm watching the MJF and the slow burn that's going to continue uh, with Ward. Is he going to have to go through the Gauntlet? Is he going to have to go through all of Dan Lambert's team and then he have to go through Sean Spears until he gets to MJF? Certainly if MJF's paying Lambert, that would be feasible. so I'm watching that and the timing for that. And finally, you know new AW women's champion Thunder Rosa. Uh, so who is the next woman to step up? Does Britt take some time off? Is she back of the line? Does Britt all of a sudden now start poking the Jade Cargill bear? Hey. I am I am interested now in where we are um, uh, now with the with the women now that there's been this title change.
1: Win number 50 for Jay Carter should come against Britt Baker. I, I don't know how long they got this stuff planned out, but I, I'd like 49-0. and 0. She either goes to 50-0 or, no, or DMD takes the title. And I think that'd be a good selling point.
0: Yeah, I know. I agree. Uh, speaking of DMD, uh, Jane Taylor, didn't Britt Baker used to be on CSR? Yes, Britt would come on in studio and guest host for a while while she was breaking into um, the business and training here in Pittsburgh uh, with us here at IWC wrestling. So yeah, Britt, CSR alum, uh, you know, her, Adam Cole, all former CSR alum. It's a live show. You've seen how we have people that can pop in and pop out. I've, I've ambushed Alfred and, and right. Glenn and Issa with a click of a button. So you never know again, it's live. That's the, that's the, that's the wonderful thing. We always had to get people in studio. Now it's a virtual studio. You never know. So. We'll uh, we'll leave it at that. We'll see what happens. But uh, all right, that's going to do it for us tonight here, Wednesday night on uh, wrestling Inc. all across the channels. Alfred, what's going on in
1: Forbes? Uh, I got coverage of AEW Dynamite. Should have some interviews next week ahead of New Japan Strong on April first. And uh, just tune in for WrestleMania season. It's getting very very busy. Might have some very exciting debuts in the future in WWE, and I'll be all over that.
0: Yeah, the uh, it's funny we and I'm guilty of saying this. We keep saying we said this on Monday night. You know the trolling continues. It feels like yes. We have to just look at facts for facts. WWE actually hasn't said anything that anybody's doing that. You know, nobody's they haven't said anything. So this is all us trolling ourselves.
1: Yeah, the game within the game of whatever's going on with Cody Rhodes is, I think, just as fascinating as what he's going to be doing in front of the camera.
0: I have to imagine the people that walked out of uh, the Jacksonville arena Monday night were just so bitter yeah. that they, that they sat through three hours of raw thinking they knew how this was going to end, thinking they knew what they could go out and cheer for at the end of the night. And they did not get that.
1: Yeah. Especially in Jacksonville. It's got hurt. Yeah.
0: Um, we'll see. I don't know where they're at next week for Raw. they're in Pittsburgh the week after, but I don't know where they are next week. So oh, I don't know. Yes. Keep an eye on uh, somebody get a geo tracker on Cody. All right. That's going to do it. Thanks to all of you. We really appreciate a really active chat. Uh, whether it was a free chat, pay chat, super chat, we love it. Uh, again, if you uh, don't listen to us or don't watch and listen to us live, check out After the Fact. I uh, always love it if you, when you tweet us, tell us how you found the podcast or what you're doing when you listen to the podcast. Are you driving to work? Are you ignoring the boss? Are you doing some chores around the house? Are you working out? What is it that we help get you through uh, uh, for entertainment and enjoyment? We really love to hear that. It's just awesome to think about how we're all connecting and working together in these crazy times uh, and of course tell a friend if you, if you know somebody who likes pro wrestling and, the, and just say to them hey you ever check out the wrestling Inc. podcast if they don't just like find like the best one that we've done find like find like a shiny moment and just pull that one up and say look this is what these guys do and girls uh and and, and do it share tell a friend leave a comment subscribe all those great things love it alfred i'll see you next wednesday Everybody have have a good night. Uh, Tomorrow night, I'm on the Thursday night podcast with Raj and Liam. We're talking randomness, the new screen movie. I've I've never watched a Rocky movie. Raj and I both had to watch Rocky 3. That was was our homework assignment, and we're going to give our review of Rocky 3 39 years later. Uh, So that's going to be riveting podcast material for your Thursday night. (laughs) Take care.